Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back for a brand new edition of Collider Dailies. Welcome to the show, Tommy, Mike, Mike. So happy you're all here. And John, I'm so happy you're here with me today. How are you doing, my friend? I am sleepy. But like, that's, that's, I'm always sleepy. Like, if I'm not sleepy, there's something going on. Like, sleepy is my normal. That's the status quo. Listen, I was telling you before we went live that I do need like a real night's sleep at some point, like a like a full solid, you know, eight hours, like a like a sleep well night too, not like wake up every couple of hours. Yeah, it's I hard to do. Say, though, it, it's difficult to do, but I will say I'm kind of happy to be tired right now because like it means I've been busy and I've done some good things. So I am going to embrace my tiredness and appreciate it. There's a lot of great things going on right now. So it's definitely it's there it it's like a good type of busy right now. Uh especially like with you because you're doing so many interviews and stuff right now that you've just got to be like like absolutely crazy. A little uh, bit, a little bit. But, I feel like um we've gotten over the the end of year hump with like big press days that Steve and I often do, but now it's the time when, you know, those movies are coming out and it's time to share those interviews with with our audience and that's also a very exciting time. Like we have um, a lot of American fiction interviews coming up. And then also oh. I did the Iron Claw interviews too, which I'm very excited to share with everyone. That'll be exciting when those go up. I hope so. I hope so. You know what, what else is going on right now? It is holiday sweater season. So today, I'm going to move my mic for a second so you could see it. Very Alamo nice. Draft House. I wanted to give them a little love on camera because this time of year, I feel like is the time to start thinking about favorite memories from 2023. And we shared this one because without a doubt, one of the greatest highlights of my year was going to Fantastic Fest. Oh, yeah. Meeting 
cool people, cool horror fans, incredibly talented filmmakers, how lovely the staff was at, at Fonz PR and the Alamo Draft House, just in terms of making sure we had the best experience possible. Truly, that was a dream of a week. And I'm so glad I got to share it with you, John, because you crushed it and we delivered so much work that I am so immensely proud of. I That might be the single greatest highlight of my career so far actually because it was it was a week of it was a week of hanging out with you which was fantastic it was a week of getting to meet some just wonderful and incredibly talented people uh getting to talk with a lot of like-minded folks you know people who love movies and love horror and sci-fi and all that genre stuff it was just so good and getting a chance to go back to austin and like visit a place that i lived for a while and be back in like the very unique sort of atmosphere that Austin has the humidity I could have done without, but it was just, it was so much fun. And it's one of those things where I I said this to you in the past and I really mean it. Even if I don't go back for work next year, I'm going to do my best to go like in any capacity that I can, whether it's as someone who's attending as a fan or someone who's working, whatever it is, I I do not want to miss Fantastic Fest ever again. I'm right there with you. I, I love that festival quite a bit, and I want it to be an annual tradition for me and for you and for us to keep making more interviews there. All, All right. right. First topic of the day. I've, I've warned everyone on social media. Today is a, an A24 heavy show, and our first topic is a new A24 movie. So I'm going to read a little bit from the Deadline article about Dwayne Johnson's new collaboration with A24. So they say Dwayne Johnson will play Mark Kerr, the legendary MMA fighter, in A24's The Smashing Machine. The movie, which the studio is producing and financing, puts them back in business with Benny Safdie, who co-directed and co-wrote Uncut Gems, of course, with Adam Sandler. Safdie also wrote the script for The Smashing Machine. Johnson and Safdie have apparently been collaborating on the project since Johnson's Seven Buck Productions acquired the rights in 2019. The, the film will follow Kerr's struggle with addiction, winning love and friendship in the year 2000. I love, I love the sound of this. I love, really, I love anything or I have high hopes for anything with the A24 stamp on it. Admittedly, you know, when a studio takes big swings, often like A24, a lot of the things they that they make work for me because pretty much everything is of sky high quality. But, you know, there's certain things that they've released that I have to be like, I admire it. It's not for me. I love the idea of Dwayne Johnson, though, getting into the A24 business because I do feel like, like there's a certain texture to the A24 type of movie that traditionally is not seen in the, you know, the the glossier big blockbuster productions that we've seen Johnson do lately. And I'm I'm looking forward to and again, I don't want to imply that I know the style or the vibe they're going for in this movie, but given A24's past releases, I think I do have a good sense of that. So, I would like to see Johnson get into you know, like grittier, more grounded territory. And I think this is a project that can afford him that opportunity. I am a little curious though, if it's, if it's Johnson getting into the, getting into the A24 sphere or if it's the A24 sphere getting into the John, into the Johnson sphere. Inevitably, it's going to be a little of both, but I I don't necessarily think A24 is going to make a movie that looks like, you know, Black Adam or Jungle Cruise, for example. Well, I mean, we did get the news a little while ago that A24 wants to expand their horizons. They want to, like, 
for business reasons, they want to get into doing more than just kind of their very typical indie fair sort of stuff. So maybe this is their first step. Maybe this is them dipping their toes into that. And I, I mean, if you're going to be expanding out into bigger, more mainstream stuff, bringing in probably the most mainstream actor today makes sense. I think them wanting to make movies that maybe, you know, appeal to a wider audience could uh, up box office numbers for them. I think just getting into business with Johnson is is enough for that. I don't I really don't like especially with Benny Safdie behind the lens. I really don't think anything about this movie is going to look like like a, you know, like a four quadrant studio film. Let's say it's going, it's, it's going to have that indie grit for sure, just because it is of who's working on it. But I am, I am a little curious to see if it's going to be a little bit more clean cut and by the numbers than Mm. what we might've seen in the past. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'm just comparing MMA to, to wrestling at this point, which which might not be the best one for one. But, you know, having just seen Iron Claw and it being so fresh in my mind, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if um, if the smashing machine had that kind of quality and feel to it. And, you know, again, that goes back to what I was saying before. That is the type of movie I would really like to see Dwayne Johnson part of. And, you know, maybe flex his acting muscles in ways that we haven't seen him do before. Because, like, dude's clearly quite talented. And, you know, there have been a, a couple little uh, big budget bumps in the road recently. But that's not that's not something you can't come back from. You just got to find the right projects to do it with. And, and it does feel like this is the type of thing he should do it with to me. I do really hope that it is it is him trying to branch out and it is him trying to really give his all into something because I I think that he his choices have been safe for the most part over the last couple of years I would say he's done he's done Dwayne Johnson roles like every movie has been what you would expect and so putting him in a situation where maybe he's going to have to rely on his acting chops a little bit more is something that I do want to see and I hope that this is what we're going to get with this with a24 I think that's that's the company that you go for with that sort of thing. Could this be Dwayne Johnson being like, you know what? I've I've conquered every other aspect of this job time for me to try for an Oscar. Uh who knows? Maybe this I'd is like maybe this is that. the play that he's trying to make. I will say though, just in in response to what you just noted, he does. And again, limited perspective. I don't know every detail of what goes on behind the scenes on his productions. He does certainly strike me as someone who doesn't just give a hundred percent to every single project he works on. It's a hundred and ten percent. He goes all in with everything. But but yeah, I would say I would say of late, you're probably right. You know, there's. There's certain uh, there's certain roles he's taken that is that have very much played into his skill set. And this to me just seems like the good balance between, you know, holding tight to that, being able to to do what he is like naturally talented at, but also exploring newer territory via a different kind of film. So I think this project sounds extremely promising. I'm going to ruin our A24 roadmap by moving to a Blumhouse film now because our (laughs) next story of the day is going to be uh, The Wolfman. There's two parts to the story. First part is that the movie now has a release date. It's October 25th, 2024. And with the release date announcement came another report that says that 
Ryan Gosling is no longer attached to play the title character. Instead, it is going to be Christopher Abbott, which I find really exciting. And then also, Lee Whannell is coming back to the director's chair to direct this Wolfman movie. It was um, it was like a little bit of a like a full circle kind of thing because I believe. Wanell was first attached when it was announced in 2000, maybe probably right after Invisible Man came out. Then he stepped aside and it was Derek C. in France, who, of course, has worked with Ryan Gosling in the past, who stepped in. But now both C. in France and Gosling have exited the project. Abbott and Wanell have stepped in. But reports are saying that Gosling is still attached as an executive producer on the film. So. That's an interesting little bit of information. There's not very many concrete plot details out there right now. There's a couple of little points that were brought up in various articles, but, you know, grain of salt until it's officially announced by the studio. But THR says um, plot details are being kept on the dark side of the moon, but the mysterious story is now focused on a man whose family is being terrorized by a lethal predator. Um, and then something in the uh, the Collider article had uh, had noted that, it was previously revealed that the movie will be set in present day and will be tonally similar to uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal film Nightcrawler with Abbott playing an anchorman who gets infected with uh, the lycanthrope curse. I, b- both sound very interesting, and I guess both could cross over too. So we'll we'll see what story detail winds up sticking when we get a little more uh, official information on the movie going forward. But... I'm hyped, John. I'm hyped. I'm feeling good about this. You know, I I loved The Invisible Man so much when I saw that back. Uh, what was that? Was that 2018? 2020. 20, wow. Oh, that's right. It was one of the last movies before the shutdown happened. And then it was the movie that I was really grateful for because when I was really sad and scared, I just watched that movie over and over. And for whatever reason, it made me feel better. It was originally going to be the last movie that I was going to watch before I went into lockdown. But then Screen Rant sent me to watch. What was the name of the movie? It was Vin Diesel. It was like a superhero movie. It was based on a bloodshot bloodshot. That and I watched that literally on my birthday. Watched that, went to my thirtieth birthday party, and then went into lockdown. Yeah. Uh, so it was going to be Invisible Man. And I was like, "That's a that's a great movie to leave it off on." Then it was Bloodshot, well, but uh, Bloodshot had Bloodshot has its like high moments. It's not as strong as Invisible Man, but I didn't think that was. I I didn't high. hate it, but I will never choose to rewatch it. Let's put it. That's that's how I would. Uh, kind of look at that film. Uh, but Lee Winnell really impressed me with Invisible Man. That film, that that was one of those films that when I was done watching it, I was thinking about it for like a week or two afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like it really stuck with me. And so having him kind of come back to sort of the universal monster movie realm, I'm all for. Honestly, whatever he's got cooking – I'm not going to worry my pretty little head about it. When it comes out, I'm going to go see it and mm-hmm. I'm going to probably have a good time. Yeah. I'm not concerned. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Um, I always have faith in Lee Whannell. I feel like um, given all of his past work, like clearly he is a natural talent behind the lens and knows how to, you know, visually bring certain iconic characters to screen in a really effective manner. Something about doing Wolfman next, though, feels like a really nice next step from the action in, um, oh, God, uh, Logan Marshall Green, 
uh, upgrade oh, yeah. um, from going from that to Invisible Man and then also stepping into the realm of what, you know, a werewolf could look like, the transformation and also the action that could ensue from something like that. And I, I think... Uh, I have to imagine he's ready for it. And then on top of that, like I would have been excited if um, Derek C. and France and uh, Ryan Gosling stuck on board. I would have had a lot of faith in that version of this movie too. But Lee Whannell is a personal favorite. And then also Christopher Abbott. I mean, it's not like Christopher Abbott has come out of nowhere. He's just made movies that, again, like we were talking about before, they're not like big blockbuster four quadrant movies, but like dude's been crushing it for years and years and yeah. years now. And like he just... He just has this this really incredible ability to bring so much to screen with so much like subtlety and nuance. And I feel like he is especially exceptional of like bringing the internal world of the characters he plays like like to life, to screen right before your eyes, giving giving the viewer access to things that maybe they shouldn't have access to. And with something like this kind of situation, I feel like that could suggest that a werewolf movie, a new Wolfman movie could have that added layer of depth to make it something different than, than uh, versions of it we've seen before. So yeah. this is just like a really promising duo to me. I'm not as familiar with Abbott's filmography as, as you seem to be. I've only seen a couple of things from him, so I don't really know what to expect with him. But what I have seen from him, I was impressed. So I am not at all worried about him being able to do a good job, um, especially being paired up with Winnell. I think that it's going, it's going to be, it's going to be at least a decent movie. I, uh, without at the very without. least. Um, and then hopefully the score is as good as the invisible man, because I'm still listening to some of that, like in the car. Who did did that score? Um, that was, um, that was, uh, uh, oh my God. I can't, I can't believe I can't pull. There's no excuse for ignorance. I know. Let's let's find out. That one is. Here, I'll look it up and let's see if you can uh, guess. I it. could, pro- I could, I could probably pull it eventually. But, but where my mind was going before is that I wanted to give some people some Christopher Abbott homework in case you're not as familiar with his work just yet. I mean, obviously, one of the first things I ever saw him in was was Girls, and I thought he was great in that. But more, more recently, like right now, actually, because it's one of the hottest titles of award season 2023-2024. He's very good in poor things. I'm not going to describe his role too much because I don't want to veer into spoiler territory, but he really makes the most of the screen time he has. Um, I believe you brought up Possessor, so I'll just re-emphasize Possessor is really good. I'm also a big, speaking of A24 being heavy this episode, I'm also a really big fan of um, It Comes at Night. I believe that one came out in 2017, 18. I thought that was great. Sure. And it's got a cast I love in general. Yeah. Um, Black Bear, Hello, I Must Be Going, I feel like the second I stop listing movies, I'm going to be like, shit, I should have said that movie too. Um, <laughs> but he's like, truly, he is great in literally every single thing I've seen him in. And I don't think he's capable of delivering anything less than great. So I'm quite excited to see what he does with Wolfman. By the way, uh, Invisible Man's music was done by Benjamin Walfish. Walfish. There you go. All right. So right now, if anyone in LA hears that. someone blasting Invisible Man... The the Thor Love and, and Thunder score, the Oppenheimer score, and still, still the Fear Street score. 
It's it's probably me. It's probably my car. That's how you're going to spot me. Sounds like we need to go on a road trip, Perry. I mean, I'm fine with we well we did. We did. <laughs> well, yeah. To the to the uh the Texas Chainsaw House. Are we going to get back to talking about Fantastic Fest? Is that just what You were be? you were doing the DJ work in that car. Next time we go on a on a road trip, I'm going to I'm going to DJ. I mean, you were the you were the passenger. It's it is typically the passenger's job. But you for were too the, busy. You were no, too busy no, no. with a dried contact. For for the <laughs> record, you insisted on being the DJ. That's right, I did. You did. did. Um, More more playlist information to come in the future because I keep adding scores to my playlist, especially this time of year when I'm gearing up to make my year-end montage. All right, last story of the day is an A24 story because we are going to react to the Civil War trailer. There's not a whole lot of story, like official synopsis information. So I'll just tell you the uh, the one that 824 has on their website. An adrenaline-fueled thrill ride through a near-future fractured America balanced on the razor's edge. So that's, that's all they're giving us right now. Um, if you've watched the trailer, you know it stars um, uh, Ka- Kaylee. Okay, here's another good recommendation for this year because – Kaylee Spaney's performance in Priscilla, another A24 movie. I love how it's naturally coming up. Like, I don't even have to push for it. Kaylee Spaney is so good, is so good in Priscilla. That is such a, like, a quiet, understated, and again, internal performance where I feel like it's being overlooked because it's not super showy. But she's really good in it and I think deserves more award season love than she's getting right now. Have you seen Priscilla? I have not. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I know. I I need you to understand how busy I am. And the fact that like, if I, if I don't have to watch something for work, odds are it's probably going to fly under my radar. And I hate that. I gotta so come up much. with a video idea for you to, for you to feel forced to watch. We, what we need to do. We need to start a review show. And and have me like watch stuff to review. We've already been talking about this, and this is we something that we're going to do it on Collider Dailies. Yeah, we could do that for sure. But this is something that we've been ta- that a few of us have been talking about uh, that we should that we should bring up as like potential okay. other shows in addition to dailies because well, we'll we'll I feel see. like we should expand our our offering. I don't know how chat feels about that. Well, uh, I mean, but, there there you go. That's a good thing to toss to the chat. What what types of coverage would you like to see more of on Collider Dailies or or beyond? Sound off and we'll check out what you all say. Um, so what now going back to the actual topic, what did you think of the, the Civil War trailer? Because uh, it's intense. It's intense. Alex Garland. It's intense. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Stellar stellar cast stellar group of people working on this film i have no doubt that it's going to be a good film this is the kind of movie that is going to break up families uh like it is going to start arguments is it's going to start fights i feel like maybe there's a little bit of like 
that was kind of the point. But it it like I was watching it and it almost made me feel uncomfortable because I could hear myself and some of my family members arguing about the movie's very existence right out the gate. Mm-hmm. That being said, I appreciated the fact that the the trailer felt politically agnostic, if that makes sense at all. Like, it didn't outwardly say who was what or what was necessarily splitting the country. Uh, it just kind of was like, hey, there's a civil war going on. Uh, shit is screwed up. Here's yeah. how bad it would probably be today. I, uh, it looks I like it'll be it'll be a fun time. As I said, the cast is the cast is stellar. The like I'm I'm never going to not enjoy a Garland film. Probably I would assume there's always a ready. first time for everything. But I'm not ready to throw out enjoy or fun and apply it to this movie. Okay, and, yeah, and, it, and also it, fun is the wrong term. I mean. <laughs> It's obviously making certain points via the trailer alone, but I am curious to see what the what like the sticking point at the end winds up being. Again, what splits the country to begin with, but then also whatever messages he leaves us with to to chew on and think about when the movie ends. Because I mean, anyone who has seen an Alex Garland movie knows that it's a conversation starter, and yes. you know, hopefully, is one of those films that gives you answers, but also leaves you with with the wheels in your head turning, which I find is a is a very fulfilling experience, and it's why I come back to his movies as appointment viewing, this was making me think a lot about um, Leave the World Behind. And it it does seem like tonally and stylistically, these are two completely different movies, but it kind of does feel like we're in the era of disaster type movies skewing a little more current and real and possible. Not that, you know, like God forbid, but not that like tomorrow news couldn't break that a meteor is coming to earth or something like that. But there's something about what's happening in these movies that, you know, it it doesn't just feel like it's closer. It feels like it's here in a lot of ways. And I think that's going to make this a really tough watch for a lot of people for a variety of reasons. But this movie, this movie looks good. Like again, 824 high quality um like a a gritty textured visual very character driven things that i'm already feel feeling are are being done with purpose not just to create spectacle but to say something about something which i find important and you know it also looks to me to be um i guess one of one of garland's biggest movies ever Unless I'm forgetting something, now that I say that, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting something with maybe a bigger scale. But I mean, just just based off of the trailer, I feel like scale wise, it is definitely like it feels like it's the biggest. Some of some of his previous ones might have. Hmm, I'm trying to think how to word what it is that I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, to, to be frank about it, this looks like a big budget disaster movie where yeah. a lot of his other films, while while they were, you know, uh, like technically advanced, like uh, like an ex machina or something like that, or, or Annihilation, where it's like a, a big production with ambitious visuals, that that story is a little more contained than what this is. And, and again, men, very ambitious, but it was very character driven by a smaller ensemble, whereas, you know. This is this is a disaster scenario in fact uh, affecting the entire country. So big scale. It, it feels like it is a larger production in that there are more people. 
There are probably more people involved just because there's going to be larger crowds. There's going to be probably a larger cast overall. Um, yeah, it just it it feels like it is, as you said, it is a big budget blockbuster disaster film, which if you had asked me, hey, what kind of kind of movie do you think that Alex Garland's going to make next? I would have told you it's probably going to be something that is going to fill me with deep existential dread. And this movie probably still will, but I wouldn't have oh, said yeah. big budget disaster film. Uh, but I'm on board for it. I'm absolutely going to watch it. Uh, I'm just going to do my best to not talk to any of my family or friends about it. Uh, I will say I do appreciate seeing uh, Kirsten Dunst doing yeah. something. Uh, not that she hasn't been doing stuff, but you know what I mean? Like something really like upfront that I am fully aware of because I feel like what she's been doing, maybe I haven't been the most aware of, but just seeing her just made me happy. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it does seem like she's picking, you know, projects with great purpose. I mean, some of the most recent ones, obviously power of the dog. I thought she was phenomenal in that. And, um, I guess because we were talking about Priscilla, uh, the beguiled is quite good too. So she she's definitely doing good work. And of course, I'm never going to argue with seeing Jesse Plemons pop up in a in a movie. That I mean, even just in a trailer alone, that scene already feels very very intense, like edge of your seat quality stuff. Yeah. So I think this uh, I think this movie is is shaping up to be a, a pretty good one. Probably one that you won't be able to like sleep easy after watching, but looks like and- some good stuff. As one of the chatters, I'm trying to I'm trying to find exactly which person in chat mm-hmm. specifically said it. I'm sorry, I'm I'm based off I've lost it. Uh, specifically pointing out evil president Nick Offerman. Uh, I love Nick Offerman and everything. When he popped up in the trailer, like I would, it caught me off guard for a second because I didn't expect it. Because like I hadn't I hadn't actually read anything about this movie before I watched the trailer. I knew that there was a Civil War movie coming from Alex mm-hmm. Garland, and that was it. That was the extent of my knowledge of it. So I didn't know who was in it. And for having having Nick Offerman show up and be the president, I was just like, why do I? Why does this work as well as it seems to work in the he trailer? Didn't have to show up. The second I heard him utter like three words, I'm like, "Oh, Nick Offerman, he is I, something else." He's I love that man the, the more than I right should. Now, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's he's real damn good. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot for one last question for Collider Dailies for today. This is a mean question. I don't know why I'm asking this because it's stressing me out thinking about my answer. Do you have a favorite A24 movie of all time? <sighs> It's hard. It's really hard. It might be recency bias because it is probably the A24 film that I've watched most recently. Like I literally watched it last week, but I, I, I've enjoyed talk to me more than probably any other A24 film, which I feel like is not the pick that most people would expect. Like most people would, would expect like the witch or, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Well, I, w- I will say, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. And I try I try never to spoil my top 10 of the year before I've solidified the list fully. And I still have a significant amount of rewatching to do before I lock in the list. But like, I'm not going to fool anyone. 
Talk to Me is 100% one of my top 10 movies of 2023. It's, it's in it my top five. Undoubtedly one of my favorite A24 yeah. movies of all time, if not my favorite. I also have Everything Everywhere All at Once quite high on my list. Oh, yeah. Of course. I watch I watch Hereditary a lot, like like a disturbing amount. I, I watch I... it over and over. And because we already brought it up, Uncut Gems is exceptional. No movie puts me into a sweat quicker than that one. Even though I know what's happening and I've seen it a bajillion times at this point, it's still like the, the tension is just so palpable. So Hereditary, I I do not like that film as much as most people do. It like it's one of those movies that I watched at one time and I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I walked away and as I was leaving the theater, everybody else was ranting and raving. Uh, I don't know what it was about the movie. I just wasn't as on board with it as other people. But I should have. You would think being a being a horror fan, I should have loved that movie far more than I did. And I can't pinpoint why I didn't. It's just one of those things that I'm just like, I wasn't as jazzed on it. I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, before, before we go from Collider Dailies, there is one small bit of A24 related news that we should bring up, considering that it broke uh, about three hours before showtime. I don't know if you, even you heard this uh, or if you you know, know anything about it at all. Uh, a 24 is teaming up with uh game designer, Hideo Kojima. They're going to be producing a film adaptation of death stranding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hideo Kojima is a man who I have said for years, he very clearly just wants to make a film. Somebody should just let him make the movie already. Uh, and it seems like someone is letting him do it. We don't know how much he's going to be involved with this film, but considering that the game one of the biggest criticisms that anyone ever had with that game was I feel like I'm just watching a movie and then walking for an hour. It it very much is of no surprise to anyone that if they were going to adapt a video game, Death Stranding is one to do. So I just figured we should at least mention that yeah. uh, because I know that in the world of you know gaming, which is something that I'm much more of a part of, uh, it's something that a lot of people are talking about. So we should touch upon it because it is big news. Uh, I'm going to be watching the hell out of that movie. Yeah. I mean, again, literally anything A24 touches is appointment viewing for me. And when I don't know a whole lot about source material and they're involved, I mean, that's exciting because it encourages me to dig into something that I'm not super familiar with. All you need to know is Norman Reedus carrying a baby in a jar and a mountain of boxes interesting yeah it gets weird hideo kojima is known for like very weird very convoluted stories so trying to compress it into the duration of a film is going to be interesting but we'll see what happens with that we'll see we'll see i'm open-minded i'm looking forward to it We have somewhere to be, so we have to wrap this episode of Collider Dailies and say thank you to everybody out there for watching this uh, Thursday edition of the show. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Today's Thursday, right? Yeah, today's Thursday. It is Thursday. Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. I know. They're all all rolling together. (laughs) 
tomorrow, tomorrow tomorrow is going to be an episode with you and Maggie, is it not? I'm so excited. I That's feel like I, I most rarely get to do an episode with Maggie. So when one of those pops up, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. So we will see you tomorrow morning with a brand new episode at 10 a.m. Pacific. Have a good one, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.